0: Radio Drome Radio Drome, episode so that's the title. <laughs> episode 43, because screw Jared, I'm going to continue to say the titles Or the, num- the numbers
1: I'm going to keep you in check 43, our show's officially a cougar
0: <laughs> I have no clue what we're going to do in January for our one year anniversary Yeah I have no clue what we're going to do for that
1: Well, I guess something Yeah, yeah, it'll be a clip show (laughs) It'll be a repeat We'll just air the Women in Danger episode again What I was
0: actually thinking, Brad How's this to try and maybe make some money For the cause Maybe maybe we could raffle off Fans being able to appear on the show For our 52nd episode
1: (laughs) You could win your very own Jared (laughs) Auction off Jared's chest hair There's plenty to go around
0: Oh yeah, Jared, by the way you look really creepy with those uh, Doctor Insano goggles and no shirt and just wearing <laughs> pajama bottoms.
1: The, the Insano rip-off glasses. Yeah,
0: <laughs> from the Human Spider too.
1: <laughs> ass to ass. Ass to ass.
0: Speaking of ass-to-ass, if you wanted to see some (laughs) ass-to-ass actual porn videos...
1: I'm really glad you just did that because I was going to slap you if you didn't.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Dude, you're setting me up for the Adam and Eve promo. Okay, so if you guys go to adamandeve.com and you use the promo code DROME, you get 50% off a single item. You could get a Brie Olsen pocket anus for that and get half off. And you also get free shipping, three free DVDs, and a free mystery gift just for using the promo code DROME.
1: She's my favorite, Olsen.
0: Uh, is she the one that looks like a, a junkie zombie? Oh, no, wait, that's both of them.
1: <laughs>
0: have you seen them lately? They both look like junkie zombies out of Life Force.
1: I have it. I have to tell you the last time, time I saw those two.
0: Uh, I saw one, one of them was on Weeds a couple of seasons ago. I so, see
1: the third sister anymore more than I see those. Yeah. I
0: didn't even know there was a third sister.
1: Oh, yeah, they have a third sister who actually is talented. Unlike them? Yeah, because she's got some drama coming out uh, where she plays, she gets involved with a cult or something. It's supposed to be really good. Huh. Go Let, back to anus's.
0: Well, instead of anus's, I was going to tell the listeners out there, since only a couple of people have donated to, donated to the Horror Hound cause, I might not be able to go now. I'm still $300 short because, all oh, you stingy bastards out there, only a few of you have donated, so the Horror Hound Weekend may falter. If
1: yeah. <laughs> does the calling them bastards technique usually work?
0: <laughs> I've Shame tried. Shame
2: on you! Shame on you
0: See, all, Brad, Jared. I've tried being nice. I've tried asking nicely. I've tried begging. That's clearly not working. Maybe calling them bastards will.
2: Desperation. That's there
0: you go. It. Yes, because we're getting down to the wire here.
2: I I actually just uh, booked my hotel, so I'm good to go.
0: Hey, speaking of hotel, you just reminded me of of, of Priceline, which made me think of, have you seen William Shatner's cover of Bohemian Rhapsody yet? It's creepy.
2: He's basically come out with a whole new
1: album. Has he really? Yeah. I just bootlegged that. that.
0: I actually just bootlegged that a few hours ago.
1: I can get behind that. Ha. (laughs) Ha, right.
0: (laughs) Brad, did you even realize I've played that song on this show before?
1: Have you really? Oh cool. Well it's either on this
0: one or WTF, I can't remember. I do three yeah. shows a week. Sometimes the details mush together <laughs> on those.
1: Yeah, you're you're like the You're like uh the uh Whitney Cummings of Internet Radio.
0: I'm just like I do so much <laughs> What?
1: <laughs> With one show. Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, where is that comparison? <laughs>
0: Jared, I, I think I think Brad snuck into the Kahlua cabinet again tonight.
1: Yeah, I was Just drinking the Sierra Mist.
0: Uh, um we're,
1: we're doing Jared and I are doing the show in my apartment instead of his, so I'm in my comfort zone. Yeah.
0: And you might notice there there isn't that <sighs> in the background of everything thanks to Jared's well, ancient although- decade old computer.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: although I could do that, just in the background, just <sighs>
1: There
0: you go. It'll be the smartest thing you've said on the show
1: yet. Uh, we could burn. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, last week we said we'd talk about movie trailers this week. You guys are going to see, the night we're recording this, you guys are going to see, I'm assuming it's Paranormal Activity 3, correct?
1: Uh, I am, yeah. yeah. Me and uh, a couple other people are going are to go see it. And, yeah, I have some things to say about that trailer.
0: Right, because I just saw... Th- I don't know if it was a trailer or a TV spot, but they're actually making the claim, the last 15 minutes will mess up the rest of your life. And I'm thinking, (laughs) think that trailer's overreaching just a little bit?
1: (laughs) I just watched Turkish E.T. today. How much more could it mess up my life? So, yeah, well, my problem with the trailer, and I'm talking about, I don't really, I've seen a few TV spots for it, but uh, the theatrical trailer for this thing seems to actually show more jump scares in it than it really should i feel like i'm going into this movie now knowing where all the jumps are going to be because they're all in the full trailer for the movie now i'm i'm sure there's going to be some that aren't in the trailer but there's a lot that's in the trailer so it's kind of annoying
0: yeah, well, and, so, and some of the TV spots are showing new jump scares that weren't in the trailer, like the one about your imaginary friend, and then he's standing right next to you and she throws, like, water or something, and it it comes that's out in, the, in a that's shape. That's in the theatrical oh, trailer. Oh, that is? I, I hadn't yeah. seen that one until just the other day.
1: Like, these, it's showing scenes in this trailer that seems like like the water that water scene right there, which, I don't know, seems like it might creep me out a little more if I don't see it coming. Yeah.
0: Well, because I have to admit, that scene in the trailer did kind of creep me out a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know, and I wish... And they actually did that with the the with the, I, the second one. I, I don't remember the trailer too much, but the uh, I don't know if I saw a lot of trailers for the second one, other than the teaser. With the first one, this was for the first one, too, but I hadn't... By the time I saw the... By the time the first one came out here in Springfield, because that got a midnight here in town, too, and we went to that. Like, I had kind of forgotten specific... Sp- Really specific things about the trailer, other than them like sleeping. So when his when Mika's body goes flying at the camera, that that made me jump quite a bit. Even though, as it turns out, that was all over the trailers for the movie, but I had kind of forgotten about it by the time I by the time it came out here.
0: So what are you trying to say that when a trailer ruins what is arguably some of the better parts of the movie, that irritates you?
1: It irritates me when it's something that I don't think I should be seeing in a trailer. Like, uh, have you seen the trailer for Dream House?
0: Um, is, that, is that the one with like the killers, or, or is that a, is that the Ghost Story one?
1: Dream House is the one with Daniel Craig and Rachel Weiss.
0: Oh yeah, I uh, have I've, I've seen that one. Yes,
1: the the full trailer for that movie. Apparently, there is like another twist at the end of it, but the full length trailer to that movie gives away. What seems to be, what seems to be very important secrets about this movie's plot.
0: It's almost like, like it was even, directed by Robert Zemeckis, huh?
1: Right, exactly. Yeah, he did that with. Uh, I remember he did that with Castaway, and he did and, that. And with, what, uh, what, what
0: lies beneath?
1: With what lies beneath? Yeah,
0: um, I kept hoping. No, Maybe I was giving Zemeckis way too much credit. I kept hoping, okay, he ruined what's clearly supposed to be a plot twist. Maybe that's a fake-out, and there's another, even better plot twist on top of that. I was wrong, but I was kind of hoping he was using the trailer to play us.
1: There was one thing that I didn't necessarily predict in uh, What Lies Beneath, and it obviously it wasn't that Harrison Ford was unfaithful to his wife. They showed that all over the trailers. But I don't know if I necessarily picked it up from the trailer or saw it coming that he was actually going to turn out to be the bad guy like when i saw the trailer for that movie i was kind of like okay well he was unfaithful to his wife and now this ghost is haunting them and and whatnot like i don't think i actually really predicted that he was going to turn out to be a killer
0: see in the trailer no but when you see the movie it's pretty clear relatively early on that that it's going that direction yeah, yeah. It wasn't a really, that wasn't a big plot twist, at least not an intelligent one. You know, and then then you've got the other the other kind of trailers that intentionally show you things that are not meant to be in the movie or to, meant to be fake-outs. Yeah. And you kind of got to hope that, like, the Paranormal Activity 3 trailer is doing that, that it's showing you some of the milder jump scares, maybe.
1: Yeah, I hope, I hope so because it's showing quite a bit the, you know what the biggest example for me is on this on uh, trailers that give away too much um, is Snake Eyes with Nicolas Cage
0: you know I remember the trailer but I do not think I've ever seen the movie that's the one with Carla Gugino right
1: yeah 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 oh, she was on Craig Ferguson the other night it was great she's hot Oh, yeah, she is. Oh, my God. She was great on there. But, yeah, it's Nick Cage, Carla Gugino. The movie's not that bad, really. Like, it, it, Nick Cage is, is fun as hell in it. Every, every plot turn, twist, revelation about that movie is in the trailer for it, except for one. Except when you Except when you find out... Who's behind it all? But that's the most obvious freaking thing in the movie. Like you could see that coming before I even went to go see it. The trailer didn't have to put that in there. Um,
0: see, my my example of of like a marketing department that just did not get it and put all the the good stuff in the trailer would be Star Trek Three. Blowing. Okay.
1: See, I never. Uh, I I don't know if I ever saw the trailer for Star Trek Three.
0: The 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 whole thing is about the Enterprise blowing up.
1: Oh, I remember you telling me about this. And, like,
0: Leonard Nimoy kept trying to make that a secret. Now, for the listeners today, if you're under 25, you have to remember when this came out, no internet. You know, no early yeah. leaks to magazines. This was what was called a genuine plot twist that they would actually blow the Enterprise up in the Star Trek movie. Yeah. And so Leonard Nimoy really wanted it to be that. And he said he could not make the marketing people understand the idea of a plot twist, they said, Well, that's clearly the biggest moment in the movie, so that's how we get people into the theater and yeah. he's like, No, damn it, no, so to me, that just shows a marketing department that just doesn't get it
1: yeah and and it's not a it's definitely not a new thing I mean yeah, trailers uh, some trailers do do that now, but like what you just said with Star Trek three, it's certainly not a new thing uh, do you ever see the trailer for Soylent Green? <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, it's right in the... I was really irritated at that because I was going to show the movie to my son for the first time. I mean, obviously he knows the plot twist because of its pop culture status. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, we we got the DVD, I popped the, the trailer in first so he could kind of get an idea of what it was, and I hadn't seen the trailer in a good 20 years. And then it's all yeah. over it. And I'm like, God mm-hmm. damn it. <laughs>
2: I actually saw the trailer whenever we we saw it over at Alex's.
1: Yeah, it gives away. It does.
2: It gives it away. Oh, so it's people.
1: The trailer, uh, I remember the trailer for The Graduate pretty much shows the entire movie in (laughs) in three minutes.
0: I I think, I can't remember if it was a TV spot or a trailer for One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest that actually shows him lobotomized. And you kind of go, God damn it, that's one of the best... That, there, there was some something advertising wise that I saw that shows Jack Nicholson lobotomized. And no, I'm not putting out a goddamn spoiler warning. That movie's over thirty years old. You've had plenty of time to see it and know what the twist is.
2: <laughs> I just, uh, I just gave away the twist to uh, Soylent Green. So
0: well, hey Jared, did you know they're now coming out with Soylent Cola? Oh yeah, how, how does it taste? Eh, it varies from person to person. <laughs> Stole that from Futurama. Sorry, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Brad Dry Soylent Cola.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm really surprised some company
0: hasn't come out with a Soylent Green knockoff that's really like you know like, gum and seaweed or something.
1: I mean, it would. It would be fun. It wouldn't surprise me if there is, and I just haven't come across it. But uh, yeah, that you would think that that would be kind of big. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that would be that would be pretty fun.
2: And Cola is made out of people.
0: Well, and then Brad, <laughs> you've also got another kind of trailer. Well, we got a couple of different kinds to talk about, but you have the trailer where you have a big star that is basically a glorified cameo. You know, they're in fifteen, twenty minutes of the movie. But they dominate the trailer, and it makes it look like, you know, it's a Nick Cage movie, and Nick Cage has only got 15 minutes of screen time. Or, like, Steven Seagal movies do that a lot, his his later ones.
1: Oh, that vampire movie he did? Yeah.
0: The whole trailer was about how this is a Steven Seagal killing vampires movie, and you go, no, he's barely in the the, damn movie. It's mostly him just walking. Yeah, he doesn't do anything until the last 20 minutes. Speaking of Steven Seagal...
2: A fan told me on Facebook what he's doing now. He is, or was that you?
0: Are you talking about the whole? He's uh, just become a deputy sheriff again in some Texas town to yes. keep, and he's going to be a, a border patrol to make sure illegal immigrants don't make it to Merca.
2: I I think so. Really? So that, so that yeah. was you that that showed me that link? Is Steven okay.
1: Seagal border patrol? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Wow. They're really upping the ante on Steven Seagal law, man. <laughs>
0: well, I think after the whole Sheriff Apriot, let's uh, go bust these guys for animal cruelty, and when we go in there, we accidentally kill all the animals we were there to save, I think that kind of destroyed Steven Seagal law, man, as well as the whole sex slave scandal that still, to my knowledge, hasn't been resolved yet.
2: Wait. What? Really? What What happened now?
0: A couple of years ago, he was accused of bringing... Um, quote-unquote assistance over from Asia and using them as sex slaves and holding their visas as uh, collateral to get them to do what he wanted. A couple of them are suing him for like a billion dollars.
1: Oh, hey, yeah, that's that—that's just filmmaking. I mean, come on.
0: <laughs> so apparently in real life, Steven Seagal is a real douchebag.
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> I could have told you that in the early 90s. <laughs> But like uh, you were talking about uh, uh, trailers that, that uh, feature the 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 example the big example that comes to my head about ones that feature the actors who really aren't in the movie all that much is uh, a Thin Red Line.
0: <laughs> I can't remember. I, I mean, we talked about the movie before, but I don't remember the trailer, so I don't remember how that was advertised.
1: The trailer, like it, it, it had about all of the known actors in it. Like George Clooney was all over the trailer, and John Travolta. Nick, and Nolte.
0: Nick Nolte what, Nick yeah, Nolte.
1: Nolte which Nolte and Penn were at least in it frequently I remember seeing that movie in the theater uh, with my dad and then like, we, we hit, like two hours in and I, I'm kind of like wasn't Clooney supposed to be in this? because like, Travolta was in like I think within like the first ten minutes and then he's not in the movie anymore I'm Like, wasn't Clooney supposed to be in this movie? Know, maybe I'm just imagining things So then Clooney comes into it at, like, I think, like, the last minute and a half of the movie, and he's giving a speech, he's talking to some soldiers, and it's not really that important what he's saying, because there's narration over what he's saying, so that so didn't have to be George Clooney, that could have been anybody,
0: (laughs) That, that that happens a lot in, in movies where you get a big star, you see the movie, and you kind of go, why did that have to be the big star? Oh, I know why, so they can put his name on the poster. Right. Because that, well, that uh, actor doesn't do anything in the damn movie. Well,
1: I remember, uh, like, Jillian and Sarah were upset that Bruce Willis and Arnold were only in Expendables for one scene, but I actually knew that going in because... They at least advertised that it was only a cameo. They were all over the posters and the advertising, but they did say that it was only a cameo.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I remember there was quite a few. I think even their their Comic Con thing. Somebody asked them how much those two were in it, and they said a couple of minutes, and that's it.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you just Apparently, weren't
0: you just weren't paying attention if that took you by surprise.
1: Yeah, you oh know, me, uh, yeah, like yeah, Sarah and Jillian were both really like kind of angry that they were only in it the one scene, and I yeah after. A- Really? I, I thought it was common knowledge that it was only a cameo.
0: See, one thing I do like is when they hide cameos in movies. All of a sudden, oh, an actor like, that they're not on the poster, they're not in the trailer, they're not even in the opening credits, and all of a sudden some huge actor pops up, like, like Bruce Willis in Four Rooms.
1: But that's good.
0: Yeah, was, I like he that. Tra-
1: he no. was He was in the trailer for Four Rooms.
0: Was he? I don't remember him being in the trailer for that.
1: He was that scene where he's kind of dancing there next to when he's standing next to I think Paul Calderon.
2: But didn't you just say that that you don't like that you you that you don't like that the that they're in the trailers they're not in the no uh... no he's
1: talking about when it's a cameo that isn't advertised like like right. uh, like Sean Connery in Robin Hood Prince of Thieves right right
0: yeah Did... I, I like that I don't like when they have an actor. That only has like a little cameo like that Yet they are a big part of the trailer
1: Right right. He's talking about when it's a cameo And it isn't advertised So it takes the audience by surprise Right, right I I thought he
2: just said he doesn't like that either
0: No, I I love that I think Uh, that's uh, The the, the, other
2: Because I was going to say That's what I was about to argue Was like, what's there not to like? That's the surprise
1: Exactly Like uh, like Nick Cage and Grindhouse That was fun Oh yeah
0: Oh yeah, it's Fu Manchu
1: Yeah, that that was pretty great (laughs) <laughs> Excuse me.
0: You know, Uh-oh. another one would be, now, he did have a decent amount of screen time, but how much they built it up, Steven Seagal and Machete, while he was really good in it, Seagal really didn't have a whole lot of screen time in that, did he? But it was a he big deal his, in the trailer. He about
1: as much screen time as I thought he would.
0: He had more screen time in that than he did in Against the Dark.
1: Or an executive decision. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, there's an example for you right there with... Uh, Someone who's advertised all over the thing And then is killed off in the first 20 minutes
0: And killed off Pretty unceremoniously too He doesn't even really <laughs> get a, I mean he does get a good death scene But it yeah. comes so out of nowhere Which does add realism to the movie But it comes out of nowhere that it All it made me do was go What happened behind the scenes that made them Want to get rid of Seagal that fast That <laughs> They wanted yeah. to get rid of him really fast Off that set
2: <laughs> wow, this guy is really kind of asshole Yeah, let's get rid of him.
0: <laughs> well, cause, like I said, having watched that movie again, I think that the way his character died was supposed to be that big, dumb, southern-looking character that died on the uh, stealth jet. Because there was one more guy that was trying to go up the ladder, and then when Seagal went and shut it, and he's standing behind him, and he has almost no lines of dialogue, I have a feeling it was supposed to be that guy... And then it was changed to Seagal at the last minute when he was being a little bitch on the set.
1: Possibly. it's It's been so long since I've seen The last time I saw Executive Decision, um, I don't know, it was on cable one time, like several years ago, and I, I watched it again. Um, I like. I remember liking it better when I watched it the second time than when I watched it the first time. Because the first time I saw it, I was mostly angry that they killed Seagal off. So
0: early. <laughs> same here. The well, first time I saw it, i I kept like it was. I was almost shell shocked that Seagal's yeah. not in this movie, but it was advertised as a Seagal movie.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. But when I saw it the second time, knowing you know what happens, and then watching it again, it was it was a decent movie
0: well and, and then you you have the other kind of trailer the one that really pisses me off where you see a great trailer it's got all these amazing scenes and you see the movie and you go half that trailer wasn't in that f-ing movie oh what uh, happened War-
1: the warrior's way
0: i haven't seen that trailer
1: it's terrible the trailer's good the movie is terrible half of what's The trailer isn't in the movie like lines uh, there was like a catchphrase in all the trailers where Jeffrey Rush looks up at all the ninjas standing on like the saloons and everything in this western town and he just goes ninjas
0: damn
1: (laughs) not in the movie at all nowhere in the movie oh right okay that would be like if you went to go see snakes on a plane and that line wasn't in the movie I'm tired of these motherfuckers uh um, play well if, if like that wasn't in the movie, but see, like
0: one of the famous ones would be alien three n- n- not not the original teaser trailer where they claimed it was taking place on earth, but the first theatrical trailer, half of that only exists in the work print of the movie, yeah, it's got all those deleted scenes, and you go. Really, was the new edit that radical that you just said, or, or the the trailer you gave it to him so early, you didn't have any clue what the final edit of this damn movie was going to be?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that. I've seen that happen with movies that are really terrible, regardless. Like that Case Thirty Nine, uh, the Renee Zellweger movie. With the trailer, makes it look like there's like ghosts haunting well, that's
2: this. That's why it's a. That's
1: why <laughs> The trailer makes it look like there's like ghosts haunting this little girl, but then when you see the movie it's actually like a bad seed, a good son type thing where the little girl is evil.
0: Um Well on that same token you also have movies that they use sneaky editing to lie to you. I can't remember what action movie it was, but it was something in the early nineties. It showed a scene of a big actor like shooting a rocket launcher and then another big actor moving out of the way and, the, and the, a building exploding, and you thought, okay, actor A shoots rocket launcher at actor B, building blows up. Those two scenes have nothing whatsoever to do with each other in the movie. Mm-hmm. It was just clever editing that made it look like scene A goes with scene B. And I, I think the two actors never even met on camera in the damn movie. It was some 90s action movie, and I was mad at how much they manipulated me with that crap,
1: yeah, I don't know. I can't think of what that is off the top of my head. But Assassins? I <laughs> I don't
0: remember, but I just remember being mad.
1: I remember uh, the trailer for the Royal Tenenbaums when uh, it's it's the scene with Gene Hackman and Gwyneth Paltrow, and uh, he's like trying to make amends with her. She's his daughter, and uh, she says uh, she says to him in the trailer she says to him uh you don't even he, she goes what's my middle name and he says that's a trick question you don't have a middle name <laughs> she, and she goes it's helen it cuts back to him and it's this kind of comedy reaction where he's like Duck! like that <laughs> he kind of pounds his fist down it was really funny in the trailer and then when you see the movie it goes what what's my name he says that's a trick question you don't have a middle name she goes it's helen cut back to him he goes helen that was your mother's name, or your your grandmother's name, and I'm like, what? What? That that scene was funny in the trailer. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, or what about when it's blatantly obvious that it's that it's two things cut together, like uh, one person says line A, the other person says line B, but it's obviously taken from two separate scenes because the backgrounds are completely different.
0: Right. Well, that, that's that's one step above. What, did you ever see the original Highlander Endgame trailer?
1: Probably but I don't remember it.
0: It's, it looks amazing. It's got all these scenes of like one of the immortals getting cut in half and fo- f- forming into two guys and then it's got the bad guy stopping a sword in midair with magic and then uh, there's like Connor and Duncan jumping through like a time portal and all that. Yeah. None of that was ever meant to be in the movie. The producers outright said <laughs> they shot all those scenes to make the trailer more exciting.
1: Uh, like the last Airbender trailer. Yeah, and you just go.
0: <laughs> that to me is blatant false advertising. None, <laughs> none of this is meant to be in the movie. This is shot only for the trailer. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> that just that pisses me off when I see that crap.
2: I, I was just I just realized something. Paranoia trailer did the same thing. Did it? In in that uh, in that part where uh, where Buford's character says, oh, then I guess you're in a pretty bad situation." Oh, and uh, it cuts
1: to me. and I say I don't. <laughs> you, you don't know the half, half of it. it. Or something like that.
0: <laughs> well, and then you also. I, did,
1: I didn't. I didn't put. To, I didn't put together the paranoia trailer. He didn't, he didn't. I didn't. I, I. There's a. <laughs> but there's but a go lot after of Ryan I, there's for that, a lot huh? Of there's a lot of things I wouldn't have put in that trailer if I made
2: it. <laughs> but it was it was great because I, I just realized that. I'm like, hey, wait a second
0: <laughs> Well and then you have some trailers where for whatever reason a line of dialogue that's in the trailer, while it is in the movie, it's clearly a different take. Like the one I'm thinking oh, of, it's of is dumb like a dumber trailer. Well the one it's I'm the thinking dumb. of is, is Land of the Dead, when he goes, Zombies, man, they creep me out. In the trailer he's like Zombies, man, they creep me out. And in the movie it goes, "Zombies, man, they creep me out." And it's like clearly two uh, two Yeah, yeah. Two, it's, two, they yeah it. it's clearly two alternate takes from the trailer to the movie. And then you got to wonder why
1: when you watch um when you watch the Dumb and Dumber trailer, about 90% of it is either alternate takes or uh scenes scenes that weren't in the movie.
0: Now, see, it's one thing if you're shooting exclusive scenes like uh, the stra- the original Strange Days teaser or the Austin Powers teaser where he's on the set of uh, the Death Star, and or, things uh,
1: you- uh, the the Dirty Rotten Scoundrels teaser that shows him walking along a pool and Steve Martin is an old lady into the pool and that's nowhere in the movie.
2: Oh really? I, re- I remember that trailer. It's and- not in the
1: movie. Oh
0: yeah. See, that's not as irritating when, when it's. When the trailer is clearly shot to be a teaser, like the Strange Days one, you know, have you ever jacked in? Have you ever wire tripped? Oh, yeah. That that was was clearly shot for the trailer and not the movie, but it was also done to give you an introduction to what the movie's about.
1: Escape from L.A.
0: Oh, with the whole no smoking in the theater, no red meat, no freedom of religion, marriages must be approved.
1: Your rules are really starting to annoy me.
0: Yeah. (laughs) What I find really funny is... When you see a movie that's now, you know, say a twenty-year-old or more movie that now has a bunch of big stars in it that were not big then, <laughs> and, and and you and you just go, man, this movie would be advertised so differently now, you know, like a uh, Next of Kin, they don't mention Bill Paxton or Ben Stiller, Sorry, you know, Ben Stiller. <laughs> You know, and, and it's just kind of like Ben Stiller, I think would be nowadays the biggest actor on that on that cast.
1: <laughs> Maybe Liam
0: Neeson, but I think Ben Stiller would be the biggest actor on that cast, and it's not even a comedic role.
1: Or like uh, uh, what's what's another example? What was that uh, that trauma movie that Kevin Costner was in?
0: Uh, Sizzle Beach, USA.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Um, sometimes it kind of works out, and they were the main characters anyway. Like uh, Chainsaw Four.
0: <laughs> yeah, but but they don't build that up as Matthew McConaughey, Renee Zellweger, just—I oh, yeah. mean,
1: it, it works. I mean, I'm I'm okay. I'm honestly sort of okay with that because they are the leads in that movie. Like it would be different if they were killed off in the first five minutes or something like that. Oh, uh, Clooney, there was a Clooney movie, a slasher movie from the '80s, uh, Return to, to Horror, Horror High. High. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Horror High.
0: Which you know what? Off
1: in the first five minutes,
0: I, I really uh, always thought that was a sequel. I kept always looking for this movie called Horror High, and when I finally found one, I found it was a totally unrelated movie. Because <laughs> when you're ten, you don't get the joke that Return to Horror High is a parody of slasher sequels. That that's the entire I... point is it's not a sequel to anything, despite the fact that it's billing itself as one
1: i remember I remember watching that movie, and I never thought it was the sequel to something uh when I rented it. I was probably like i don't know twelve thirteen when I rented it uh but I still remember it confusing the hell out of me.
0: <laughs> it actually holds up a lot better now uh, I think with with the jaded mind we all have now about slasher movies, a yeah. lot of the jokes make more sense now than they did to our ten to fifteen year old brains
1: I'll have to go back and rewatch that one sometime uh It's been a good uh well, hell if i saw it when i was 12 or 13 it's been since then that i watched it
0: yeah it's been a long time for me too damn Cause i gotta because uh,
1: because i won't because because i've got to uh um i i, I do got to ask you this it's off topic but okay. i won't have time since i got since once this is over i gotta get to the movie theater so i won't have time to ask you then okay. uh just see the thing last weekend
0: Not yet. I I saw your review. I saw Spoonie's review. Uh, Hank Carlson, my friend, he actually, as soon as the movie got over, called me and ranted for an hour on the phone about everything that pissed him off about that movie.
1: Dude, dude, seriously. Just, I mean, uh, I wouldn't see it if I were you. It's really nice not have. It's really nice watching John Carpenter's The Thing and picturing a much better movie in your mind <laughs> when you see uh, all the all the stuff at the Norwegian base it was it was bad it was freaking bad well and
0: Brad on that note I can't remember if we had a money bet on this or if it was just a I bet this happens but you were absolutely right when you said and I, okay spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen the thing yet or Brad's review when you said that the chick, you suspected she was gonna somehow survive the thing.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. You, you
0: You called it. I got to give that to you. You called the damn thing.
1: I I I had a feeling they weren't gonna kill Ramona Flowers off. I just did. I was like, I was like, they're gonna they'll they'll go into it with the idea that since you know the prequel or since the prequel ends right where. John Carpenter's leaves off that okay maybe a character could survive and they just didn't get somewhere in time to warn someone that there's this thing out there.
0: Well, and then Hank... I
1: knew they were going to do that. I knew they weren't going to kill off Ramona Flowers.
0: Well, and then Hank told me that there's some dumbass line about like a Russian base fifty miles away setting oh, up yeah. a damn sequel.
1: Uh huh.
0: Oh, that just that pissed me Apollo off.
2: Eighteen. <laughs> 18, I didn't mind. No, it's it's just funny because that sounds exactly like Apollo 18, where there's like a Russian pod, like you know.
1: <laughs> oh, Well, it wasn't abandoned in this. They just mentioned that there's another Russian base somewhere. That at the at the end of the movie, Ramona Flowers gets in the snowmobile and starts driving, oh. a, a, mm-hmm. presumably to the Russian base, which was conveniently never mentioned in John Carpenter's You're the right. thing.
0: And you would think at the height of the Cold War. You know, finding an alien spacecraft. You'd think there'd be a thing about let's not let the Ruskies get this. Yeah. If that base was ever meant to be there,
1: the see. I mean, we'll talk about talking about. We can tie this into trailers because the trailer of the movie wasn't terrible. Because I go into the movie expecting what it was gonna be, like from the trailers of it. You know, the couple times I saw the trailer, I was like, "Well, this might just be like just a mediocre." version thing, you know. Um, it doesn't prepare you for it doesn't prepare you for a lot of things. It doesn't prepare you for the tone of the movie, and it doesn't prepare you for the god awful uh nineties style FMV style CGI that's in the thing.
0: Yeah, so well, you just reminded me of of an- another movie that the the trailer oh, how can I put this the trailer sold me a totally different movie than, than than we actually got. Have you ever seen a movie where... Like, you just brought up Tone. Yeah. Where, for whatever reason, let's just say the movie is an action comedy, yet the trailer sells it like a hardcore drama murder mystery. And then when you see it, you just kind of go, that trailer and this movie were clearly not meant to go together.
1: Yeah, there was a... Uh, uh... A movie called "The uh, Heaven's Prisoners" with Alec Baldwin. That when they advertised it, uh, the trailers for it made it look like made it look like an action movie, um, made it look like you know just like a '90s style action flick with Alec Baldwin. And then when you go see the movie, it's like a just a drama about them with like. This kid who is like a a, I don't know like an illegal immigrant or something and it ties into it somehow ties into Eric Roberts as a drug dealer or something. I haven't seen it since it came out, which was the late nineties.
0: Well, I'm thinking of one that if you guys go back and watch the trailer for SLC Punk. I Uh first of all I love that movie. I think it's a great movie, but it's sold almost like it's a wacky comedy. And the oh. movie is got a ton. I mean, yes, it does have comical moments, but there's a lot of pretty hardcore drama and and interpersonal relationships in that movie that the trailer would not let you think that that movie and was that trailer.
1: Oh, I can, I can, uh, I can one up that cause it's the same because it, it's the same thing what you just said, and also the poster is misleading too uh, in terms of the tone of the movie. Uh, "Vampire's Kiss" with Nick Cage.
0: Uh, I haven't seen that since I was a teenager, so I don't even remember much of that movie.
1: The movie itself is, I mean, it's got its fun, quirky parts, but it's really, like, the movie makes a really good double feature with American Psycho. Like, the two of them could really go hand-in-hand with each other. The poster for it and the trailer make it look like like, oh, hi, Jinx. My best friend is a vampire. Or, you know, something like, something really zany like that that you'd expect to see Eddie Deason in. You know, like, oh, my stepmother's a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, a, my stepmother is an alien type movie or something like that. What, like, that actual... once, what it, it makes it look like it'd be something once bitten with Jim
0: Carrey.
2: Or or what was that actual 80s um, movie where a high
1: schooler became a a a vampire. Oh, was, and he's
0: like once bitten.
1: Where was once bitten? No, no, with Jim no. Carrey. There no. was, my best friend is a vampire. I think so. Uh, yeah, that's that's what vampires kiss was sold as, yeah. and it's so not that kind of movie <laughs> at all. <laughs>
0: well, see, one thing I like about when when they when they keep a pro- the details of a production under wraps for at least a lot of the major details. And then when they they release little bits in the trailer that make you kind of the big fans speculate. Well, what does that mean? What does that mean? And the one I'm thinking of is Predators. Mm. There was all these little bits because you saw like that crash spaceship, and then yeah. there was that there was that one little like maybe one second of footage of Lawrence Fishburne in the in the pre- stolen Predator armor and things yeah. like that, and that had all us fans going, oh man, how does that work out and how does this and, oh, this, and there was a, so much speculation online about what all those various scenes in the trailer meant. I thought that was a great way to get hype built up for the movie.
1: I remember Eyes Wide Shut did that. Eyes Wide Shut didn't tell you anything that that movie was about.
0: Because the movie's not about anything. It's about well, pretty it lighting and time. Tom-
1: it has a plot. That not it really. Showed. Yeah, it does. Every movie has Plot. Not every movie has a story. Uh, uh, the, the the anal dwarf that has a plot. It's about a dwarf who screws a girl in the ass. But I not much of
2: a story though. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, it doesn't have a story. But um, but the the yeah the, the trailers for I was like uh, well there was the teaser it was that was just the two of them making out in front of the mirror and then that was in other trailers and Tom Cruise walking down the street and stuff like that. It didn't really tell you what was gonna go on in it like with the orgy club and and like the mystery and all the people he was gonna meet and stuff like that i remember that that was kind of weird when that came out because i remember maybe you remember this too that like they i don't know if it was someone one like there was a leaked plot of that movie that was completely different than in the movie at all it was something about like the two of them being like psychiatrists or detectives or something.
0: Do you remember that? I remember hearing the the psychiatrist one. Detectives, I never heard about.
1: Then maybe then I'm I'm thinking of. I knew it was one of the two. I, I remember yeah, the psychiatrist, psychiatrist
0: thing. I, I remember the psychiatrist angle. Yeah, because see, I didn't see that movie till it hit cable. My wife and I, for whatever reason, it came on in like five minutes when we were flipping channels, so we sat and watched it, and then both of us looked at each other afterwards and said. Why didn't you turn at the half-hour mark? And she goes, "Why didn't you turn?"
1: I actually really like the. I actually like the movie.
0: I hated um, it. My wife and I were both like, "This is terrible," but I, it's like a car wreck. But I couldn't take my eyes off of it. But it's something I, I never want to sit through that movie again.
1: I've seen it more than once. I've seen it quite a few times. Oh, um, I'm I actually sorry. saw it more than once in the theater. Oh, I'm um, sorry. Luke, what are you sorry about? I liked it. <laughs>
0: I know. I'm giving you. I'm giving you crap, man.
1: But I, uh, I, you know, Eyes Wide Shut is one of those movies that that I really liked a lot. I, I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was, I thought it was a fun, good little sleaze flick. I would never, I totally understand why someone else wouldn't like it. Like, like you know what you what you said about it. Like, I totally get it. I get why why people don't like the movie. I personally enjoyed it.
0: Oh, Yeah, I, I can't. I mean. Kubrick is an is a director I can, like, take or leave. I really love some of his movies, and some of his movies I just cannot stand. And to me, Eyes Wide Shut comes across as pretentious garbage. I, I know you're probably going to argue, but that's what it comes across to me like. But then, like, look at Platoon. Or not Platoon, uh-huh. sorry, Full Metal full Jacket. Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. Well, I remember both those came out at the same time, and my dad took me to see both. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if there's I don't know if there's ever been a Kubrick movie that I flat out just didn't like.
0: AI, even though he didn't really do it, but
1: I, I don't really count AI. <laughs> but uh, I don't know if there's ever been one that I just straight up didn't like. I think I've loved most of them. There, there's some that I that I saw once and that was enough. Um, but there's others that I've seen. God knows how many times. Shining, Full Metal Jacket, uh, Clockwork Orange.
0: See, I, I, I did not like The Shining, and, you know, it, it says something when Stephen King did not like The Shining. That says something about how much they they just totally screwed his story up.
1: Yeah, but well, I'm using that as an example of the movie was better.
0: See, I, I actually, for The Shining, I gotta say, while the movie was directed better, the miniseries was a far better story
1: yeah it with the miniseries was like the book, and I liked the Kubrick story better, so the miniseries was really goofy. Steven Weber was great, Demorne was great, Van Peebles was great. That kid was atrocious and r- pretty much ruined the entire movie for me Well like uh-huh. uh,
0: to me also since we're going off tangent onto Kubrick, one of the one thing I have two thousand one. That is probably the most pretentiously boring film I've ever seen in my life. And you know how big of a cinema snob I am, and I can't stand that movie.
1: What? I don't know if I'd consider you a cinema snob. <laughs> That's
0: what I've been called numerous times by... by uh, I can't call them fans because they're mostly insulting me, but uh, listeners... I don't know.
1: Well, I mean, if, if we're talking cinema snob in terminology of... You know tree of life is the greatest thing next to sliced bread <laughs> then <laughs> no, no yeah. i i
0: I think they're calling me cinema snob more in the uh, I hate everything mainstream kind of meaning
2: oh okay so uh, you are a cinema snob
1: uh, you're a cinema cynic
0: there you go uh, i don't think there's i'm the cinema I think, sni- cynic i don't, cynic. No, I, don't think,
1: cynic. I don't think I don't think there's anything wrong with that per se but you' like what you like and you don't like what you don't like. <laughs> but like, um, if, I
0: mean, when's the last time you sat through 2001?
1: I've sat through 2000. The last time I did, yeah, for, oh, maybe ten years. <laughs> but but I've seen it a handful of times.
2: Do you ever see that um, robot chicken sketch? Uh.
0: Uh-uh. They. they add, I don't watch uh, robot chicken.
1: They add. Uh, they. Uh, it's a fake trailer for a re-release, and they go like. It's been hailed as one of the greatest movies of all time. It's also really boring. Because
0: it is. I mean, even Arthur C. Clarke, the man that wrote the screenplay and the book, said Kubrick added so much pretentious nonsense to that movie, if Kubrick had followed the script, the movie would have been 48 minutes long instead of two hours and 15 minutes long of just padding going... Classical music is pretentious. Look at me. I liked
1: it when I was young. I haven't seen it since I was young, but I, I watched it a handful of times, and it's it's a beautiful movie. It really is. It's nice looking. It's very dreamlike. It, you know, it it's got it's got some some good moments in it that I that I recall. I think 2010
0: is a far superior film.
1: I I know. Like I like 2010. I like 2010 a lot. I think 2010 <laughs> seen,
0: is just a far superior movie.
1: I, I, I've i seen 2010 more recently than I've seen 2001, but when I was younger and uh, was watching more stuff like that, I've seen 2001 quite a bit, probably, in, in the course of my life.
2: Well, in, in this robot chicken sketch, they decided to just re-release it, and they digitally added a, a porn star.
1: Um, Yeah, they added, uh, they just superimposed, like, a dancing porn star throughout it to make it more entertaining.
0: (laughs) I'm not even sure that would have worked. It it was fun. (laughs) Well, and then, we only got seven minutes left, but then there's one more kind of movie trailer we didn't talk about. 60s and 70s movie trailers, where the trailer gives you every single beat of the plot. It's basically the movie boiled down to three minutes.
1: I mentioned that. I mentioned that with the, the graduate trailer and a couple others.
0: Right, but we didn't, like, analyze it. But you,
1: Oh, yeah, well, they give...
0: My example would be, look yeah, at... Yeah,
1: they, it it's true. They give you... Yeah, they just sum it all up for you in, like, a few minutes. Like, fistful of dollars trailer. One uh, Flew Over the that Cuckoo's that Nest. Trailer.
0: One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. There's no reason to even see the movie after you've seen the trailer because you've already seen the movie in a, in a condensed form.
1: Exactly. Just give me the Clip Notes version. I'll watch the trailer.
0: Because it's weird when uh when I show a trailer for an older movie to a friend of mine who's quite a bit younger, you know, and and then I'll click the uh, the time, you know, to see how long it is, and it's like three and a half minutes. And he's like, "Good God! Trailers today top out at a minute and a half most times. A three (laughs) and a half minute trailer."
1: I think that I think the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly trailer even showed like the result of the standoff at the end.
0: Well, I, I remember, I remember uh, have you ever seen the trailer for The Andromeda Strain? The real movie, not that crappy A&E miniseries from a few years ago. <laughs> the I've real never movie. I've seen the mini before. Um, the is terrible, and it actually, a, it actually gives the audience the finger at the end.
1: Oh, no. I mean, it actually,
0: the last ten seconds are so insulting. Because, okay, that's been out long enough, I can give you a small oh, po- plot spoiler. What happens is a satellite, uh, like a United States satellite... Has something break off out of it, and that's where the Andromeda strain comes from. It was a man-made th- uh, disease. Okay. Yeah. And at the end, it shows a military person putting it onto that satellite, and the the satellite going through a time warp. So it's a time loop that's going to constantly repeat itself. Time travel <laughs> never came into this story until the last ten <laughs> seconds.
1: Makes sense to me. And it was just a it was it was a
0: huge. You To the audience (laughs) And I have a feeling Somebody thought They were being creative With that too
1: Oh man No I didn't I didn't see uh, I didn't see that I didn't see the trailer For the other one either I've seen the movie I haven't seen the trailer The other
0: one It it goes back to What we were talking about Kind of overblown Like the Paranormal Activity 3 trailer It goes Mm -hmm. The last 10 minutes You will not be able To be seated Because it is so exciting And it's like Okay the last 10 minutes Of the movie Is kind of exciting But I don't think, like, edge-of-your-seat kind of exciting. Yeah. It's just kind of, okay, this is getting my heart pumping a little bit.
1: Sure. Because,
0: again, this movie's old enough, you know, when they're trying to defuse the bomb, and the movie's already taken a couple of nice turns that really make you go, they might not defuse that damn bomb in time. (laughs) You know, it's like the filmmakers might actually not have that bomb defused and have wildfire blow up so I mean personally that's a movie I love that movie and that's another oh, yeah, one yeah. like Eyes Wide Shut is really slow but I think deliberately so whereas sure, I think yeah. Eyes Wide Shut he just didn't have enough story to fill two hours so he had to pad <laughs> that's what I feel <laughs> I, I feel Eyes Wide Shut was padding
1: Eyes Wide Shut had to, uh, yeah like um, <laughs> but I was in, but I was I was interested in what was going on I like the interaction between the two. I liked the dialogue. I liked, you know, the uh, contradictions that the characters were making with each other. I liked that. I don't mind something that's slow. Is I mean, I'm stating the obvious because I'm sure it's like that with everybody. But I don't mind something that's slow when I'm interested in what's going on. Right. Like, it's, like, it's,
0: like to huh? me, to, like to me, the original Andromeda strain. You don't even notice that that movie is moving slow because it's interesting yeah, yeah, it, and then all of a sudden you realize we're like 40 minutes into this and technically nothing's happened yet, yet it's all yeah. interesting, nothing that has happened yet. Mm. If that makes any sense the way I worded it kind of oh, no. yeah, I worded yeah, I it kind of obtusely, saying. but you, you get what I meant. I mean uh,
1: yeah, I know what you're saying
0: movie trailers, the one thing we didn't get to was the, the, the new style of movie trailer that I can't stand, which is, we have to make a cut every, every four frames, and then we have, every, every fourth frame is a flash frame!
1: <laughs>
0: oh my god, that's the new way like, action trailers are cut. Yeah. I hate that. Mm-hmm. How about actually letting me see one of the scenes without having to freeze frame it on my computer?
1: Yeah, usually if a movie does something like that, it'll be something I'm not interested in seeing anyway.
0: That I just I can't stand. I can't stand when movies are like that either. That's a a, a new thing with the, you know, ghost ship. I liked ghost ship overall, but that and thirteen ghosts. I don't think five frames go by that there's not an edit to another angle in those uh, in those goddamn movies. It's like these movies. Why do you even bother building the nice, pretty set and the great special effects when you can't see it?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean, God.
1: <laughs>
0: so we're out of time. Brad, Brad's got to get to a screening. Where can we find Brad Jones?
1: What? Oh, cinemasnob.com, I, I think.
0: Where can <laughs> we Where can we find Jared Follies?
1: You mean foils? I don't know who Jared
2: Follies is.
0: That's your that's your new nickname because that's what I want to call you.
2: Yeah, well, I, I'll probably hang up on you then because <laughs> every telemarketer calls me that. Um. Um, but aren't <laughs> oh, we on
0: Brad's computer tonight?
1: Not, not, uh, not that. Uh, what was that piece of mail you got the other day that mis that said your first name was like Tared or something? <laughs> like <that>? Oh, Tared,
2: <laughs> Follies. There we go, Jared <laughs> Follies. Um. Now you can find Jared Foils at facebook.com slash Jared Foyles, all one word, or foilwrapproductions.com is my video production service for hire.
0: And I can be found at 1201beyond.blogspot.com and emailed at 1201beyond at gmail.com. And I'm going to say then, good night.
2: She was inside the child within her, died and left her with a heart of stone. Surface anger was a thin disguise, yet at night she cries, Behold the pain in her eyes. Degradation was a grind, the true self left behind. Compassion